Welcome back, humor consumers, to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host Bestie. Welcome back to the Pod Lab, Catherine. Glad here we are. Yeah, glad to be here. Yeah, we're recording episode number one two six. Yeah, we're finally ahead a couple. I know this is exciting. We're we're working hard. Yeah, not hardly working. No, no. Although, right. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder. This episode is on the topic of House of Gucci, which is now available. It streams on. Prime? Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. And so you may or may not be familiar with it, but let's give our audience a little disclaimer. Disclaimer, yes. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Our disclaimer is that we did not realize that there was, we didn't, I didn't even know it was rated R. I didn't bother to look. So there was a, a couple scenes in which they're pretty risque. There's There are a couple yeah. sex scenes. It could be worse, and, but it could oh, also it could be better. Be, it could definitely be worse. <laughs> I mean, there was no skin, but uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we don't, we don't um, condone it. But we, but it is a true story of what happened in the the um, high end Gucci um, brand. Yeah, the family. Here's the thing with movies: I love true stories. Yes, I love true stories because I, I, I'm kind of like a forever a people watcher, mm-hmm. you know, a chronic people watcher, and I love movies that are based on true stories or about true stories so that's what drew me to the film Mm -hmm. plus lady gaga's in it yeah and this is her second major film as well as her first uh really like she is the star of this film i mean she was also the star in a star is born or whatever it was called yeah but this film she's in almost every scene Yes. And, yes. And this is only her second film like that. Mm. So I I just wanted to see it because I just appreciate her acting artist, artistry. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So again, we we don't exactly we don't really condone it. We didn't know that was going to be in there, but other than that, this is it's it's about humanity. It's about human nature, emotions, greed, and all of this stuff. Yeah. So um what so are you going to do? You've been warned. <laughs> yes, you've been warmed. Now, let's warmed. talk about it. I just it. said warmed. <laughs> oh, warmed, warmed. Yeah. All right. Um, so we're going to get into that in just a second. But before we do, I do want to say welcome aboard if this is your first time listening. Mm-hmm. We are just a couple of best friends that decided over the pandemic we're going to do this podcast. And here we are, you know, 126 episodes later. Yeah. Still at it. Yes. I'm so proud consistent. of us. consistent. <laughs> right yes <laughs> in That's some a, things it's an achievement <laughs> it is and if this is your first time um you've got 125 other episodes that you can binge on today just go at it just keep on listening one after the other and hit hit the like button yeah do all and the follow stuff follow and subscribe and all the stuff for some reason it helps i don't get it but i just know it helps i know i hate it i mean <laughs> i hate all the buttons and all the like algorithms algorithms are very controlling they should learn how to not be they, so controlling yeah. but they are yeah and here so, we are asking you to. well because we have to we're forced into it mm. Yeah. Somehow it helps you other people to find us if you comment, like, share, blah, blah, blah. So just do it, please. <laughs> and we also have sponsors. Tell our listeners about our sponsorship. 
our sponsors help us to move forward in this endeavor and this ministry. And our sponsors are, we call them our humor contributors. Isn't that clever? Because we have our consumers and then those that sponsor us are contributors. That's right. And they do so by just contributing $5 a month or, or perhaps in just maybe one lump sum at one time, whatever it might be. And it just, it helps us in the way of equipment and learning and um, all those things, those wonderful things that help us move forward. And yeah. Right. Because there are costs involved in mm -hmm. creating and producing any podcast. And up until we got these contributors, it was our husbands who were paying foot in the bill as usual. Yes. Uh, So we uh, just want to give a shout out to our contributors. We thank you, Katie. Colleen, Ursula, Nancy, Kenny, Karen, Janine, Muffin, uh, Darlene, Courtney, Joan, Gail, and Carla. Carla. Yeah. So thank you all. And a couple Very of people, a so. couple of people didn't want to mess with the Patreon thing. Right. But I'll tell you what, it, it might take you five, 10 minutes to get it set up. Mm-hmm. But once you get it set it up, set it all up, it's done. done. And then it's just $5 a month and you will never miss it. It, right. You won't. Right. You'll forget about it. It's like the um, FICA, you know, just right out of your paycheck. Right. <laughs> Don't even know. It's just gone. <laughs> but there are two girls on the other end of this microphone that will greatly appreciate your contribution. So true. we just want to say thank you. And if you'd like to get involved, the link is in all the show notes. And it's also at my website, mm-hmm. tracydegraff.com. You can go there or you can go directly to patreon.com and sign up under Life Happens Laugh Anyway. Yeah. All right. Now that we got the the uh, housekeeping oh, out of the way, yeah. let's dive into this house of Gucci. Let's do it. We've got a couple takeaways for you. We're going to summarize the story for you. If you've never heard of it, you're going to hear of it today. Um, and you may want to just hit pause and go watch the movie first and then come back because we are going to give, we're going to give the, you know, whatever they call those, the reveals or the... It's the mm, spoil, it's, spoiler. It will basically give you a spoiler alert. Because yeah, because we we're not going to hold back. We're know. just going to let you know what happened. Mm-hmm. So if you want to watch it first and then come back and listen or just listen and watch it again. Okay, so we're going to give a summary of the story of what happened in the Gucci family. We're also going to share lessons from the story. Things that we pulled out as we watched it, um, what we felt like the, the lessons were for humanity. And then finally, we're going to talk about how you can apply those lessons to everyday life um, in terms of, you know, just what how we live. Uh, we do have a call to action, so stay tuned for that. And as always, we have an inspirational close. We, yes. we close every podcast <laughs> pointing you to Jesus because that's where we all need to be pointed that's to. That's right. All right, Catherine, I've just arrived on planet Earth. I'm a complete alien. I've never heard of Gucci. Tell me, in in your words, a summary of this story. Oh, she's got to take this. I don't have to take it. I'll take it. Just take it. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Her daughter's call every time we (laughs) record. (laughs) Hello, daughter. Hi. You're on on speaker. I'm going to put you on speaker. Hold on. Tell her we're recording. We are recording. We're in the middle of a recording, so um, you're gonna be on it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was just. Uh, I I think we're gonna celebrate my birthday this weekend. Oh, this weekend? Yeah. Not next weekend. Oh wait. No, because next weekend's 
Yeah, is we'll be gone. Joel, Joel and Vale's uh, housewarming, isn't it? Yeah, are you going? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a party. Yeah, oh, it was are you guys driving home? That's four hours away. Well, three hours away. Okay, we'll talk yeah. about that part later. Okay. Uh, but anyway, yes, okay, this weekend, you know, I have foot surgery tomorrow, so I might not be that helpful. <laughs> she wants oh. us to make garden beds with her. For oh, her. I see. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, I'd probably do it, like, Sunday. Oh. That's what I was thinking. Not Saturday? Well, we could do Saturday. Yeah, we have small groups on Sunday, so it will be cut very short. Okay. Okay, is there anything else? Because I'll call you back. Yeah, uh, you can just call me back. Aren't you working today? I'm not home today. Okay. All right, honey. I'll call you back. All right. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. Okay. We're back. We're back. We were <laughs> never really gone because no. you heard the whole conversation. I'm not sure if I'll edit it out. That's or up not. to you. But, you know, we're waiting on a phone call because Catherine is having a minor outpatient. Surgery. Um, surgery on her foot tomorrow. So she's waiting for her call time. To, so they're going to tell you what time to be there. And I'm taking her. So mm -hmm. we, we do have to figure that out. We do have to. And so I kept my phone on. I did not silence it. But I see Chico's is stalking me. Ooh, they're, if they call. texting me. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel, I do feel like this. If your child calls you, answer the phone. Mm. I mean, I know that it can be not not like a major crisis but just answer it yeah if you can well and they think that tristan has shingles so i thought she was calling about that yeah so yeah and that would be the second young person my daughter-in-law yes, had shingles had it. yeah and i thought it was just an old person's thing but apparently yeah it can get around i think it is more common after you're 50 yeah it anyway. is but okay so okay, anyway, let's go all right well, let's just reset mm -hmm. all right Catherine. yeah uh give a summary of this Gucci story. All right. A Gucci, so if you have never heard of Gucci, or maybe you just can't recall how you know it, uh, Gucci is a, it was a family business that started actually, well, they claim the 1400s, which is crazy, but in 1900. Yeah, that's what I saw. Like <laughs> they, they claim that. When there were Gucci's in the Stone Ages. <laughs> they were rolling rocks around going, that's a Gucci rock over there. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. Uh, but the actual business was established in the 1920s and they specialized in very high end leather goods belts wallets shoes and purses was luggage. their main and well yeah luggage was their main claim to fame and uh the family there were there was the 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 one uh brother and he was a part owner and then his uh, the other brother uh i think their names were aldo and i forget the name of the main some italian name yeah uh, anyway uh, they were two brothers who were in the business together, and but the the grandfather had actually started the business, right? And so, this story that we're about to talk about is how they there was a um, a split in the family, 
And then the sons, which were cousins, how they came to be uh, against one another, and uh, especially the wife of the the main shareholder comes to kind of like intervene and um, try to take the company to another level, but it actually just all falls apart. And then there is murder. And um, so uh, I forget how to pronounce the husband's Maurizio? name. Maurizio. Maurizio. Mm-hmm. He uh, is the husband of Patrizio. Patrizia. Patrizia. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she, her character in the movie is played by Lady Gaga. Right. And wow, what a performance. They all did great, by the way. They did. Yes. And she uh, meets, uh, gosh, how do you say his name again? Maurizio. 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 Mm-hmm. She meets him um, in 1970 and they uh, get married. And I think in this case, it's opposites attract. She's pretty undone. She's pretty risky, kind of on the wild side. He seems very, uh, he's studying to be a lawyer. Even though he's got this family business he can go into, he's choosing to be a lawyer instead. Well, she's more... I would I would characterize her as more outgoing, and he would be yeah. more wallflowerish. Yeah, let's put it that way. Yeah, that's a perception of mine. Mm-hmm. And they met at a party. Mm-hmm. And her um her personality, she was accused by her father in law of being a social climber. Mm-hmm. That she wanted to. Um, find an eligible bachelor and marry an eligible bachelor who could take her to the next socialite level. Yeah, because she comes from her early childhood. She had nothing. She didn't even know her real father and they had nothing. But then her mother married a businessman who owned a trucking company and he officially adopted her. And then they did. They were pretty well off. But the Gucci father really looked down on her and yeah it's really unfortunate when you when you think about the judgment mm-hmm. of because i felt the same way that this her stepfather owned a trucking company and it was very successful mm-hmm. and Maurizio was was saying that to his own dad who his dad came in and said no you can't marry this girl mm-hmm. she's in it for your money and I, you know what? I don't know yeah. what it's like to have like that kind of money. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never had that. And he was, I think, looking through the lens of wanting to protect what had been built. His grandfather had built this brand and had built this money, and he wanted to protect that. And he saw her as an opportunist. Well, and it really looked like she was after the money. It it appeared to be that she didn't know at first who he was. But then once she knew, she did pursue him in the movie anyway. And they say that it's pretty closely tied to how it really was. And the dad was right. He did point out to the son. He did seem to really uh, love his son and his deceased wife and wanted to protect his son. And he pointed out that other women that he had dated were after his money. Well, yeah, so so he probably learned the hard way. mm -hmm. And this uh, Patrizia 
She claims, or perhaps maybe those around the movie claimed that she didn't know who he was. Mm -hmm. But But there are other sources that claim, oh, yeah, she knew. And she was she she was totally playing it off like she didn't know him. uh, But she knew. So that's Mm. to be debated. Only God knows the truth. Right. Um, Because I ended up watching. I watched this film uh, called House of Gucci. But I also watched another documentary with her in it. And she was interviewed. And she claimed all kinds of things that appear to be, you know, it could be questionable. Mm-hmm. Well, the movie, um, it it shows how in the beginning, I, I'm, I was more taken aback by how uh, Maurizio, in the beginning, he's so humble and he's so quiet and he's so wanting to be conservative when his wife, bride his new wife Patrizia Patrizia uh when she goes shopping he actually says oh is that on sale and then later he becomes so greedy yeah and so changed that even at least the character of Patrizia says what happened to you you change and I wonder if she was recognizing that she was quite I think anyway really greedy really wanting the the high life and he was more no we don't need that and you know and he would say to her what game are you playing because what she did was she really manipulated the family members yeah and there was uh oh gosh matrizia matrizia maurizio Maurizio. (laughs) don't know why i can't retain that (laughs) his cousin paulo paulo Oh my gosh, the actor that played him! Hilarious. By the way, I was like, gosh, if I ever were to be an actress or actor, I would love to play the crazy one. I don't know why. I've always said that because I feel like it's really opposite of me. I'm not crazy. <laughs> you know, the writing was also so. This was a well-written movie because there were little lines in there mm-hmm. that I thought were funny, and I wrote one down. And this was one of. Um, this is one of Aldo Gucci's lines, actually. Okay, so he's the uncle. Aldo. So he's he says, he's talking to his brother, which was Rodolfo or Rod- oh, that's right. whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about their heirs, their sons. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, so mm-hmm. this Rodolfo only had the one heir, who was Maurizio. And this Aldo, he had multiple sons, but they only highlighted the one, the one son. Oh, he was quite didn't the know that I did not. Yeah, no. he had five children actually. He oh. had three sons and two daughters. Okay, but they in the movie they oh. only highlighted the relationship with the one son. Well, question real quick yeah. then did so the I'm assuming the other children of Aldo, who by the way is played by Al Pacino, did they not have shares in the company then? No, they the sons did. The daughters did not. The three sons had shares. Well then. Okay, get to your what you were going to say, because now I have a bigger question. Well, what's your question? And then I'll get to this. Well, because uh, the only shares that were left were with the um, the crazy son, or the creative crazy son, which was Palio. Paolo. Paolo. <laughs> I cannot get these <laughs> Italian names. Paolo. Yeah. Um, they, sh- they say in the movie that he's the only one left with shares. And so 
he ends up selling those shares while uh, Aldo is in jail because he's destitute right. and he needs money. Right. And so nobody, and then, so uh, Maurizio, Maurizio, whatever. Maurizio, yeah. He, uh, he does have the majority of the shares uh, and then that all goes to to pot as well and nobody else in the family then has shares well you have to remember that this is a movie that is based on this story so so the movie uh chose to leave out the fact that paulo had two brothers that also had shares right but in the end it does state a fact that no fit there's no family at all that had shares left and that it's it went public and it's not a family business anymore. Right. So, so there's truth in the movie, but there's not. They don't tell the whole story because then it would be a documentary. Yeah, I guess. So the other brothers were named Roberto and Giorgio, and um, the the uncle Aldo mm-hmm. he made a big mistake. Okay? Yeah. So one of his big mistakes was that the company was split fifty fifty from Grandpa. So Grandpa whose name was Gucci O Gucci or something yes, like that. Yeah. So grandpa had 100% of it. When he died, he left it to his two of his sons, but he had daughters too, and he left them out of it. Okay. And let's see. He, yeah, he had, and he actually had other sons too. He had Enzo, Aldo, Vasco, Rodolfo, Grimalda, and Ugo. Wow. Well, and also I'll just say real quick too, that um, somewhere along the line, it was mentioned that they believed that it should be men that run the company okay so there you go so that's Mm -hmm. the the mindset well anyway this grandpa who starts it he leaves it to two of his sons and he splits it 50 50 Mm -hmm. uh 50 to rodolfo and 50 percent to aldo well aldo makes the fatal error of taking 10 percent of his business so 10 percent of the 50 Mm percent and he splits it equally between his three sons so they have uh, 3.3%, 3.3%, and 3.3%. Okay. So he takes 10% of the 50% and splits yeah. it between them. So now he, he doesn't even have a full half. Yeah. Because they own. And, yeah. and so then he doesn't have control over mm-hmm. what they do with their shares. Mm-hmm. And this Paolo was a little eccentric. You he, could definitely <laughs> call him eccentric. Yeah. And in the film, he was hilarious. He yes. was my one of my favorite characters. You know what my what one thing I, I picked up on that boof. <laughs> boof. <laughs> Something that he would say all the time. It, you know, like a like uh whatever. Boof. <laughs> yeah, and he wanted to be legitimized in the family of Gucci and the brand of Gucci. He wanted to be a designer yes. of the clothes, of the bags, of the stuff. And and he wasn't really legitimized at right. all. Not by his father and not by his uncle. Absolutely not. And so and then on top of that, in real life, you had these other siblings that were involved and these other cousins that were involved. So here's the quote that I was starting with, yes, you know, yeah. several minutes ago. Um, this is Aldo Gucci talking to his brother about his son. And, and he says, your son is a smart lawyer. Mine is an idiot. But he's my idiot. Yes. Oh, yes, that's right. But he's my. He says it in the end, too. Yeah. Yeah. Because what this Aldo was trying to do was he was trying to um, reunite his brother with Maurizio. Because what happened was yes. the brother, Rodolfo, 
he cut off his son. He cut off Maurizio because he was going to marry Patrizia. Yes. And he, he, he came to Maurizio and he said, look, she's after your money. I've been down this road and you shouldn't, you shouldn't let her have it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he says, if you marry her, you're cut out of my will. You're cut out of the business and we're done. Mm-hmm. And Maurizio said, I love her. I'm going to marry her. And he left with nothing. Yeah. So then he goes to Patrizia and he says um, to Patrizia's father, who is actually her stepfather, who owns this trucking business. And he says, I've been left with nothing. I have nothing to offer your daughter. I am pursuing, I'm a student, a law student. I'm pursuing my degree in law. But I, I'm a hard worker and I love her. Mm-hmm. Would you give me a job? Mm-hmm. So so the father-in-law says yes. Mm-hmm. And that's when they're, they're agreeing that they're going to get married. And right then, in that moment, you can see the love. You can. Between Patrizia. Uh, the passion. I'd and say. Maurizio, because he wouldn't leave what he left if it weren't for love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she was fully loving him where he was. Mm-hmm. Okay. But then it, it, it takes a south southern turn. It does. Uh, she, I think, is enamored. And she is um, seeing... The, the uncle especially, he plays an integral part, I think, in pulling her in. He says, come to New York. Yeah. Come be a part of this company. He he uh, is saying we want this to grow we want this to flourish be a part of this my son's an idiot and and uh but you you're smart yeah and so more and more she's more um attracted to that and it just goes into a spiral and at first Maurizio he's like like I said earlier he's more a conservative he at least appears to be more humble like no let's let's take it easy um and so i would say though that uh, where it goes wrong is where uh patrizia gets out of control yeah and sh- her greed seems to just snowball and also um maurizio maurizio too but more so I think, anyway, when he finally sees her for, for what she is. When Aldo does? The no. uncle? Or when Maurizio no, does? No, when Maurizio okay. does. Okay, yeah. When he finally sees his wife as who she is, what she's really after. And I th- I think he goes back to who he really is, a Gucci. Damn. I think he goes back to, maybe not consciously, but he has been groomed. He grew up with you know, certain kind of etiquette and, and um, education. And she doesn't have that. And I do think that he, well, there's this one scene where he really embarrasses her in front of his friends. Yeah. But that's after he's had enough of her. But it's at that, I feel like that's the turning point where he then becomes, I don't know if he's more greedy or, or what, but he puts the company in the red by spending so much and he, by, I think by then he had already hooked up with some investors that were from Iran and uh, they they later say to him you know your spending is out of control yeah yeah you know it's interesting that you said that because you said that 
he really shows who he is, which is a Gucci. Mm-hmm. And even though he's the lone Gucci on that side of this business, mm-hmm. where the other side has what we now know is three male heirs. Mm-hmm. The movie depicted the one, but there are actually three male heirs. So it's kind of lopsided because Maurizio, is his father dies in the yes. film. In yeah. the film, the father, you know, they're both old when the film starts, the, mm-hmm. the, two, the two brothers that are running this business. But the father gets sick and he dies and he leaves 50% of the Gucci business to Maurizio, the mm-hmm. only heir on Which that side. I was somewhat surprised because of his disconnect from his son. But in the end, oh, major thing, though, the father forgot to sign the uh, the will over of that company. He forgot to sign it. Yeah. So that sounds familiar. <laughs> anyway. Uh, anyway, yes, right. So because he didn't do that, yeah. that left some legal loopholes there. And there's a major character in the film who is the lawyer of um, Rodolfo, mm-hmm. who is trusted fully and solely. And, and Patrizia doesn't trust him as far as she could pick him up and throw him. Mm-hmm. Because she's like, why are you so passionate about something that doesn't impact you? Mm-hmm. Right. So she, she smelled a little something there and it turned out she was right well and he smelled it of her too uh, absolutely so in a way these people deserve each other because they're all sharks mm-hmm. in this tank mm-hmm. right and they all smell blood in the water mm-hmm. because now this rodolfo is gone and all of the controlling shares of 50 percent of this huge brand are now left in the pocket of Maurizio. And they they readily identify him as not a natural born leader. He's not a business. He doesn't have business savvy. Where Patrizia did have natural born leadership qualities. She had a lot of savvy, and I would say to the point of of she had um, guts. Yeah, they well they did say they, that they she, did that she, she had, had bigger um, peaches male, or male organ. Yes, they did. <laughs> yeah, however you say that in, in Italian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then explain why, when you said that it turns out that she was right about Domenico, the uh, lawyer, the lawyer and trusted friend. Yeah. Explain why that was the case. Well, she she could see that he was more invested in the dealings of this business than he should have been. Right. She's like, why is he so involved here? Yeah. Well, he was behind the scenes making wheels and deals for himself. That's right. And he eventually then became the CEO of the company. Exactly. When they pushed Maurizio out. Exactly. And they they offered to buy him out or whatever. And now because the uncle, because Aldo, and I really do think, I mean, obviously I can't get into the head of the actual guy of Aldo, but it seemed like he was really trying to keep this family together. I thought so, 100%. Right? I loved that he did say, yeah, my son's an idiot, but he's mine. I loved that line, too. I did, yeah. And in the end, when, when uh, what's his name? The dad, Aldo, and his son, uh, Palio, when they are destitute, they're out of everything, and yeah. they have to sign over what they have left over to this investor, the Iranian, and then they discover that Maurizio is it's behind, behind it. it. Yeah, They crumble and they say, I hope you're happy. Because this was a family business. That meant a lot to them. Their legacy, I think, was a treasure to Aldo. And he 
so Aldo goes to to jail, by the way, because of tax. Uh, I think you mentioned it. He had uh, tax fraud. He did some fraud with the bank and stuff like that. But he gets out like a year and a half or whatever it is later. And <laughs> his beloved son, the, the not so one, creative one, eccentric one, he comes to pick him up. And, and they show this moment in the parking garage where he's like, I don't know where the car is. It's a Fiat. <laughs> and he's, but what I love, though, is that... <laughs> so the it's Al Pacino that's playing him and he's like he's like kind of like son <laughs> really yeah. but he loves him anyway and in the end he he is so enraged when he finds out that Palio had uh sold his shares but he embraces him and he says uh, he just loves on him anyway yeah i thought that it was he was just going to absolutely lose it and cut him off but he doesn't you know, um, in the other documentary that I watched, other than the film, they talk about um, some sort of Italian proverb that's out there that in a business, uh, it's started by one generation, mm-hmm. it's expanded by the next generation and destroyed by the third generation. Oh. There's some sort of an Italian proverb or something. And I think that's true in many cases. Mm. You know, um, the business as it was started by their grandfather, who just had a love for leather, you know, and yeah. he saw a need for for this leather. And he really was invested in the quality. To him, yeah. everything was quality. Yes. And there was this phrase that was, um, I don't know, ex- I didn't write it down, so I don't know exactly how they put it, but something about the quality of an item will be long remembered after the price has been forgotten. Yeah. So that was sort of like what the Gucci brand lived up to mm-hmm. in the first generation and the second generation. But by the time it had trickled down to the third generation, the brand Gucci had been sold, the license not not meaning that the that the company was sold, but they were selling licensing deals mm-hmm. to, and that's why when Patrizia said, "What do you want to just sell coffee cups in airports?" She was referring to that, mm-hmm. and it was cheap, uh, cheap like manufactured items like key fobs and coffee cups and different things that they would just slap the name Gucci on, mm-hmm. and it was so far from the grandfather's quality leather goods yes. vision. Don't you think it was interesting, too, when uh, her maid, I think it was her maid, uh, showed her a purse, or rather, yeah, she the, noticed the knockoff. the knockoff. Yeah. And uh, Patrizia says to her, where'd you get this? And she says, oh, my husband bought it, just like you. And, and I know that uh, Patrizia was thinking, how on earth could he afford that? Exactly. Show me, tell me where you got this. So she goes down and she sees the, the, the knockoff market, and she gets it all and she brings it to Aldo and she says look at this how, how could you stand this and I was quite surprised he said it's okay it's okay and uh if it if you know other housewives and people want this brand and it's a knockoff it's okay well Patrizia was aghast by that like yeah. this this is not at all what it was so I thought that was interesting um look on that because it yeah. contradicts what Gucci was about. Right. So. And in one on one hand, it cheapened the brand. Yeah. But on the other hand, it made a ton of money for the brand. That's where they really built a lot of wealth was in these licensing deals that mm. they did. Mm. So yeah. it's a it's kind of a balancing act. Yeah, I guess. But I also thought it was interesting that uh Aldo had 
um, you know, he had said, come, come and, and you're, you, he recognized how smart uh, Patrizia is. But then it, there was a moment uh, where he ends up saying, you guys would be nowhere if it weren't for me. And he really dismisses their input and their the strategy that they wanted to take for the company. And yeah. I think that's another turning point where things went pretty um, sideways because Patrizia is then after the after Aldo dismisses their ideas, uh, I think that's when she started to take matters into her own hands and comes up with these really um, diabolical ideas. And it's where she pits people against each other in the family. And it's really awful. It is awful. And, you know, I think that the word underestimates comes into my mind. Yeah. Because everybody underestimated Patrizia. That's true. 100%. That's true. Everybody underestimated Maurizio. That's Everybody yeah. kind of saw him as this wallflower like I did in the beginning. And like you said, you know, he was shy and he was smart and he was this. But in the end, Humble. he was really a greedy guy. You know, he was. He, and I was yeah. so disappointed because I liked him in the beginning. He I was know. conservative. He was sweet. And he was like, oh, no, Patrizia, what games are you playing here? No, we can't do this. And this is my family. Yeah. And then the the flip. Right. So anyway. And you feel bad for him because he is the one that's murdered in the end. He is Spoiler one, alert. I was going to say he's that. He's dead. He is the one that's murdered. Uh, Patrizia cannot stand to be separated from him. Whether or not she really, really loved him or really, really loved the money, it's hard to say. She she does. She's well taken care of uh, when he asks, when he wants a divorce. Um, her and her daughter. I don't know if they in real life had other children. They had two daughters total. Okay. Well, uh, she's well taken care of, um, but she does not get to keep the name Gucci. And I think that sends her over the roof. He remarries or at least has a girlfriend anyway, and she cannot stand it. So her jealousy and her rage, whether it was jealousy over money or the or love or both, uh, what drove her to hire? Oh, so throughout the whole movie too, and and in real life, she seeks out uh, this medium, this um, like a tarot card reader, yeah, like a mind reader. And she actually has like a relationship with her, a friendship, right? And this uh, medium tells her, well, you know, like what colors to wear and all these crazy things that are just nutso, and that's who she. Uh, uses to get some hitmen. Well, she confides in this Pina is her name yes. in the movie. She yes. confides in her all along. They build this friendship, so they've been together for years. Yeah. And every time she's got a little issue, she runs to Pina. Yes. What would you do? What would you say? How can I manipulate this? Yeah. Because Patrizia wants to control everything. She. It's a control issue for her. Absolutely. And Pina. Uh, she basically says, well, let's put a spell on him. Yeah, right. And then finally, uh, Patrizia says, oh, the spells aren't working. <laughs> it's not enough. We're going to have to murder him. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. Right. And that's an, what ends up happening is Pina has, has some relationship with some people that have, you know, like uh, connections. Yeah. One guy's a pizzeria owner, but doesn't matter. Right. But they're, they're involved no with like people that do this, like murder for hire type thing. Yeah. So they hatch a plan to kill Maurizio. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, these um, thugs 
uh, what do you call them? Hitmen. Hitmen. These hitmen, they they spy on him. They get his routine. And then they, they just murder him in broad daylight yes. on the steps of his office. And by the way, I find it so interesting that another very, very famous designer who is also Italian background, um, Versace, he's, but he's, he's murdered on kind of, not the steps, but in the front of his house in Florida. They're both high-end designers, totally different reasons for murder, but it all, well, it all does go back to kind of craziness, but it, it's just interesting to me that that was the demise of both of these designers. It's really unfortunate that, you know, we we, we were talking about lessons from the story, yes. right? Yes, oh yeah, right. we let's, get to that. Let, let's just kind of right now insert... What what do you feel like from your gut are mm-hmm. the, the the lessons the takeaways from this whole story? Because oh, by the way, let me just let me just fill in the blanks here, just in case people are going. Well, what happened to Patrizia? She ends up going on trial for the murder or, or the um, plot to murder murder for hire, mm-hmm. and she does go to jail. She goes to jail for eighteen years. She's out now, and she's talking. You know, yeah, and she's of course saying that I didn't plan it, blah blah blah, whatever. And then there are others that go to jail too. So the the actual hitmen go to jail. The car driver and the guy who shot him go Pina. to jail. Pina goes to jail. So they all they all are caught, mm-hmm. and they're caught on tape talking about it. Um, the the investigators they they you know catch them. Yeah, and. Uh, Patrizia, she says later when she she wants an appeal because she says that the brain surgery that she had in <laughs> in I think 1992 caused her to not be able to be mindful enough to plan a murder. Yeah, right. So she says uh, that she there's no way she could have she could have done that. Did you know too? She tried to commit suicide in jail by hanging herself with sheets. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, she wasn't successful when she was taken, obviously, because she's out now. And, but she and uh, Pina were in the same jail for a while. Oh, no. Yeah. So those two were together. <laughs> Why did they do that? I don't know. Okay. But anyway, okay, lessons. What can we learn from the whole story? I well, I could not stop thinking about the way greed works. It yeah. starts out small and it can spiral. So really, you have to have a checkup from the neck up That's constantly. Right. That's right. You have to constantly, you know, if you can just stop. And I find myself doing it. You know, I find myself, I get a little, I want more. Yeah. And confession, it's true. When I have a little, I want more. And I, I can see, I get, in a way I can't see, but in another, I can. How things can get out of control when you don't have a checkup from the neck up. Do you know, um, I used to work for my church and our pastor once said who was in prison ministry he would go to prisons and he would you know meet with the men and talk with them and minister to them and he said you'd be surprised the number of everyday ordinary common people who you would never think would end up in prison in a fit of rage yes killed somebody i've heard that too i've heard now i can't remember exactly how it's worded but that it only takes one moment of right. a high emotion to for ordinary people to turn like that. That's scary. It is He's scary. Like, and, and I heard that as well, and I can't remember how it was phrased, but it basically that's what it's saying. Normal, everyday people, 
in just a moment. Yeah. Uh, how they turn. It changes everything. Yes. Because it, 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 it can happen. It does happen. Mm-hmm. So your, um, your encouragement of it to have a checkup from the neck up is absolutely right. You know, I was when I was watching the film, and this was a second time through for me because I had watched it previously. But when I was watching it, I was thinking of highlighting the emotions. Like, what are the emotions that I'm identifying in this film? And so I started to write down as I was watching it what emotions jumped out to me. Uh, love, for sure, jumped out. Success, money, which isn't an emotion, but there are emotional attachments oh, yeah. to money yes. that run deep. Yes. And when you don't have it, and then you do have it, and then you don't have it again, mm. I think that's where Patrizia was. Yeah, um, power, powerful women, especially mm-hmm. um, that I wrote down: ambition, pride, greed, judgment, abandonment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrizia was abandoned by her earthly father, mm-hmm. and then she was abandoned by Maurizio. And I think that there's power in the emotion, mm. you know, of abandonment. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to how to attach a word emotion to it, but when you're abandoned, it stirs. Yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. Um, so I think that um, a lot of these emotions were. It was just like a big soup of yeah. emotions. I would add to that too. Uh, if passion is an emotion, which I think it is, you mentioned love. And I do that. I do believe that there was love there, but the the passion was pretty intense. I think, and I think that that also you got to keep that in check too. Jealousy, envy, yeah. bitterness, yeah. resentment, all of that. This whole story was just full of it, mm-hmm. and I think that's what led to the final act. And you know, all of the family they were shocked when Patrizia did this. Mm-hmm. They knew that there was. Uh, a divorce there, there, you know, or that mm. the proceedings were starting to get into place. They knew that there was a lot of stuff, but they never imagined that it would come to this. Oh. And, you know, to this day, Patrizia, according to the uh, doc that I watched after the movie, mm-hmm. um, she doesn't have any relationship with her two daughters. Oh, no. Yeah, because she was taking money from them, too. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I think that she's really a piece of work. And I think that Patrizia, I think she defines herself through her own prism. You know mm. what I mean? Like, she looks at things through the eyes of... She She claimed that she did what she did for Gucci for Maurizio. Yes, I she, know. She yeah. claimed that I did all these things for you. No. I did it for you. I, no, she didn't. She did no. it for herself. Absolutely. And the same thing with her daughters. Mm-hmm. Like, she claims that she did this for them, but she didn't. No. She did things for herself. It's probably what she's telling herself. That, But yeah. I don't know what propels justification. I don't know. You know, a side note about, um, I'm sorry, finish your thought and then I'll go to the side note. No, it's all right. Well, side note about Lady Gaga Mm -hmm. and her portrayal of Patrizia. She did some sort of method acting type of thing where she got into the role. She was speaking in that uh, uh, accent for six months. Was she? Yeah. Wow, good for her. Yeah, and I thought she did a great job. Did you know, too, now that you're saying that, uh, she did not want to sit and um, interview or talk with the real right. Patrizia because yeah. she wanted to study. 
And in her study of Patrizia and her character, she believes that Patrizia really did love Maurizio. And um, that I don't know if that means that there wasn't the motivation of greed. I I don't know, but she does believe that she loved him. But she she said that she believed that she loved him because she married him when he had nothing, because he had been kicked out of the Gucci family. That's what she's basing it on. Well, that's what she said in this documentary Mm. thing that I watched, which is fine. That's fine that she had love for him then. Mm. But Maurizio didn't have nothing after after they after his father died. Mm -hmm. So you cannot go back. Mm-hmm. to well because he had nothing that's right. why she you know that it just proves that she still loved him no because now when the father died he had plenty yeah he had more than plenty well what's so back to the fact that the father did not sign Rodolfo, whatever his name was did not sign over the will there's accusations that patrizia forged it because in the very beginning of the film it shows how she uh, forged her father's signature, her mm-hmm. stepfather's signature, uh, signature, and he's like, "Oh, you do that pretty good." She's like, mm-hmm. "Well, that of course alludes to perhaps the, she did later. that." But she says that uh, Dominico, the lawyer, the lawyer did right. it. But um, I don't know how they got past that in terms of. <laughs> I like, I don't know either how they got past that, but I would say this about the love issue in terms of um you know how lady gaga said that that um patrizia loved Maurizio. there's no question about it that and you had mentioned this word before too that there's passion so there's passion in love mm-hmm. and she very well may have loved him to to the point of killing him because she was so jealous mm-hmm. that he was with this other woman and and she did not want him to marry her she did not want him to have a family with her um yeah i so, think that's possessiveness well it is a hundred percent it's unhealthy so you can love somebody in a very um, unhealthy, unhealthy way, way. Mm. and i i can say that um she didn't love him in the way that she was it was meant for her to love him as a as yeah. a man as no. a husband as a fellow human being because yeah. nobody puts a, a hit out on somebody's life <laughs> When you just adore him, boom, you're dead. Yeah, no. And she claimed herself that it was all just like, I didn't mean it. She says, I, because she publicly went around and said, who's going to kill my husband for me? Like there were witnesses in the trial. Really? That actually came forward and said, yeah, she would come into the laundromat and say, anybody in here want to kill my husband? Oh, she's nuts. Yeah, she's nuts. Yeah. So maybe the, the brain, I don't know what brain issue she had and what surgery she had in 92 but maybe there was something really going on there that affected her logical thinking i don't know there's a lot of unknowns like before we started this episode we prayed and and one of the things that i said in the prayer was just god you know everything that happened in the story and he knows all the motivations behind what happened not only does he know the facts Mm -hmm. of the case Mm -hmm. but he can see the heart that's right so he knows the motivations behind the decisions that were made whether it be a decision to like how Aldo made the decision to 
to intentionally reach out to Maurizio and Patrizia and bring them back into the fold, right? Mm -hmm. He knows all the motivations behind that. Yeah. Was it really because of the family? He wanted them together or was it for the business because he could see that Patrizia had business leadership skills or was it because he needed for Maurizio to be on board with wherever he wanted to take the family? Yeah. Right? Because Maurizio would own then 50% Mm -hmm. of this company. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Yeah. Who who does know? But uh, definitely Aldo did see the potential that Maurizio had, for sure. He did. Yeah. But I, uh, yeah, it seemed as though it was a little of both that um, he wanted to take the company to another level and keep keep the company, but also uh, keep the relationship because they do seem to have had quite a strong bond. Yeah. And so in our third takeaway, Catherine, let's just briefly, I mean, what can you apply? How can you apply the lessons from this to everyday life? I think it goes back to doing the checkup from the neck up, kind of doing a self-examination of where your thinking is. And I think that uh, if you can just pause um, whenever you can at whenever you're um, longing for something or whenever your eyes are uh, wandering is um, I can't remember the scripture but there is a lot to say about that and I think that um, how we can apply that to our everyday lives is in in prayer and in uh, just leaning on God and, and looking to where do we really get our fulfillment from from the Lord Where do we really, when all of these things are gone and, um, and, uh, you know, material things, that is, uh, earthly things, worldly things, what do we have left? Yeah. Well, we have, if we have love, we have that. If we have the Lord, that our love comes from that to be able to give it to one another. And I think that that's how we can apply that to our lives. I agree. You know, it it reminds me of that little phrase that I say, oftentimes, you know it's coming. I say this about mortgages, marriages, and puppies. It's always better to want something you don't have than to have something you don't want. (laughs) Right? So, you know, I think that's a valuable lesson for us just to um, be mindful that while the world might be a shiny object out there that might distract us, Mm. it's so important for us to stay grounded in prayer, grounded in the word of God. Absolutely. And grounded in humility. I mean, Jesus came uh, to be served, or I'm sorry, to serve rather than be served. Mm -hmm. And he shows us what real humility is truly is. So speaking of Jesus, let's talk about the Word of God. We have a couple scriptures to share. Why don't you share the one from Ephesians 4? Okay, Ephesians 4. And it's 26, correct? Yeah, 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. That's so important. Very important. I was just saying that. Very important. VIP. Mm-hmm. And then another one is Proverbs fifteen twenty seven. It says, the greedy bring ruin to their households, but the one who hates bribes will live. Mm-hmm. I mean, just wise words. Mm-hmm. Our call to action from today's episode is to just, you know, get a checkup from the neck, neck up, up, as Catherine has been saying. Our our Bible, te- Bible study uh, leader, Linda, she always says that. Yes, so she does. That's where we got her. it from. That's right. Well, this has been a fun 
episode, I think, mm. a great episode. It yeah, was been fun too. to learn about this family, and I wish them well. I mean, if you're listening, Gucci family, we wish you well. You never know. They might find us. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm still comedian Tracy DeGraff. I'm still Catherine. Bye-bye. Yeah.